Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons, greetings, and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Mosier. And we're here breaking down the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you why they're great, what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why we think you should too. How are you doing today, Rob? Man, I'm doing great today. Thanks for asking. thought we'd throw it back to you this time. I'm here up in Music City with my best friend, and tonight... Tonight, guys, I'm real excited because I'm going to a concert VIP courtesy of one J.P. Mosier. The awesomest birthday present I could possibly imagine. Get to go to a concert, meet the artist who happens to be one of my personal heroes. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. keep it as a spoiler. Because I'm hoping, hoping I may get an interview, our first ever celebrity interview for the Great Song Podcast. If nothing else, they're going to say, get that mic out of my face. That's right. And you'll get me. You'll get a clip of me getting kicked out and escorted out by security. So uh, if that happens, we'll be sure to let you know. But I'm buzzing because I'm so excited about what's going down tonight in my own personal life. I'll be sure to keep you guys updated. So thanks for that, JP. Hey, no problem. It's no going to be an amazing birthday What are we talking present. about today, Rob? Man, we're talking about a little guy, a little friend to the world named Chris Cross. Go, go. What a what a goof around Warm I it am, up, Rob. Oh man, I'm about to, because <laughs> that's what I was born to do. That's right. No, no, no. We're not talking about crisscross. I mean, we are, but we're actually talking about Christopher Cross, not Chris Mac Daddy Kelly. No, or Chris Daddy Mac Smith. No, no. We're talking about Christopher Geppert. <laughs> Christopher Cross. It's his real name, Christopher Geppert. Yes, sir. He's the Geppertiest. Play the one that no. we're really going to be discussing. All right. right. Today's song, we're talking about Arthur's theme, parentheses, best that you can do by Christopher Cross. Here's a little bit of this beautiful beast. Once in your life, Find her Someone who turns your heart around And next thing you know You're closing down the town Wake up and it's still with you Even though you left your way across town Wondering to yourself Hey, what am I about? When you get caught between the So slight disclaimer, the reason we actually chose to go ahead and jump in with Christopher Cross is we thought we were going to get our first celebrity interview this yep. week. I thought I was going to be hanging out with Christopher Cross, but sadly it fell through. Did get to see him in concert, but did not get my questions thrown mm-hmm. in. And I had some doozies on deck for him. So, uh, <laughs> you want to ask me? I'll just answer. Ask sure. me some of them. Okay. Hey, Mr. Cross, I know you've got to play with people like Michael McDonald, Steve Lukather. Yeah. Who's the one artist, living or dead, you would have loved to record with? Madonna. 
Nice. Definitely. And you didn't play on Like a Virgin? No, oh, no, that oh. wasn't me. Uh, that was uh, that was actually Chris that was, Cross, the rap group. That was Chris Mac Daddy Kelly. Yeah, oh, okay. that was Mac Daddy. We get confused a lot. People, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Madonna is definitely the one artist that I would like to work with alive that, that I've never gotten to work with. I feel we have such similar styles. <laughs> Same uh, wardrobe. And taste, yeah. Um, I, you know, I people don't know because I usually wear a shirt over it, but I usually <laughs> go cone-shaped bra <laughs> on stage. <laughs> So, that's awesome. You know, obviously awesome. inspired by that's Madonna. Awesome. I can actually, I can see that with you. Well, tell yeah. us a little bit about your uh, your song now. Back to Rob. <laughs> okay, all right. Rob thanks is for back. stopping by, thanks, Christopher thanks, Cross. Chris. Hey, that's our first. That's one of our first uh, guests for the season. That's right, first guest of the new season. Uh, so yeah, okay. So Arthur's theme slash best that you can do is honestly this is one of my favorite songs from the eighties. This song I have just always. Immediately as a kid, it just gives me warm feelings. Like, I never saw the movie. This is from the movie Arthur, um, and uh, b- 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 played by Dudley Moore, which the stutter I just did was very Dudley Moore-ish yeah. by total accident. Um, but uh, I never saw the movie. But th- for some reason, this song always gave me feels. Even Came as out in 1981. 1981, another- year we were born. Year of us. It was a good year. Uh, vintage. And this is this is not actually his biggest song it's no. he has he's got two hit songs and and he's made it you know made a great career out of it he's still out there doing it today but maybe uh, three i'd say three you think so i'd say this one sailing is sailing probably, is his biggest that's his, that's his hit yeah and ride like the wind i would say you don't think that's okay the top maybe three? so <laughs> this was his this was his last number one song okay i'll say this and uh and uh it won the 1982 oscar for best original song uh so christopher cross uh, along with co-writers, um, which uh, who would be I have the list: uh, uh, Christopher Cross, Burt Bacharach, yeah. uh, Carol Bayer Sager. Those of y'all that don't know Burt Bacharach, he wrote "What the World, what needs, the world now needs Now" is love, yeah. sweet love, and so many other songs. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Yeah, that's a Burt Bacharach soon. Heck yeah, song. he was the jam. Um, Most famous from the Austin Power movies. Yes, for, for for people of our generation, yes. If you ask your grandparents about Burke Bacharach, they'll be like, "Oh, they'll you know just still giving off uh, tons of songs." Uh, and there's also a fourth credit given to uh, Liza Minnelli's ex-husband, Australian songwriter Peter, Peter Allen, uh, who co-authored the line "When You Get Caught Between the Moon and New York City." Great story about that um, is that he uh, had done an unreleased co-write with Carol Bayer Sager. Who, who she wrote Groovy Kind of Love, by the way. Did she really? Yes, which is a monster hit. Very cool. Um, but he was he was literally on a nighttime flight into New York City. He was supposed to be flying into JFK Airport, and they got stuck in a holding pattern and couldn't land. And so he's just flying at night, stuck between the moon and New York City, uh, and and had tried to use that song in a co-write with Carol Bayer Sager. They ended up not finishing that song or not using it. So he had this line. So so she when when they got in into this co-write, he wasn't even in the room, but she remembered that line from this previous co-write with him, and they got his permission to use it. That's cool. And it became the signature line of this oh, yeah. song. That's um, funny. So isn't that cool that like and so he got added later and as, he wasn't even there as he a just, co-writer. They just took his line. That's right. He got and so he so, gets royalties for exactly. hanging out. For it was a, wow. That was a lucrative holding pattern. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. I know that uh, Burt Bacharach and Sager actually got married five days before the song won an Oscar. No kidding. Yeah. So they got married five days before and then it won an Oscar and then after that they wrote "That's What Friends Are For." <gasps> yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, same kind of feel. That's what friends are for. Lots Good. of special wow. guests on that one. Yeah. So already, that's just some great stuff on this. Uh, you know, on this. And that's just the writers. Song. That's just the writers. We haven't even gotten to the song yet. Um, so yeah, this was the um, theme song for the 1981 movie Arthur, uh, in which a wealthy heir, uh, heir to be, played by Dudley Moore, chooses to marry for love uh, instead of following the engagement that his rich family arranged, risking his financial status to follow his heart. Uh, it was the fourth highest grossing film of 1981. You know what it lost the Oscar to that year? You know what won it? Uh, it finished second. No. On Golden Pond. Oh, okay. With Henry Fonda. Okay, that's probably for the best. Like, that's considered like an all-time classic sure. on Golden Pond. So I feel like probably if Arthur had won the Oscar that year, it maybe would not... History maybe would have not been as kind to it as it has on Golden Pond. True. Um, but Arthur's theme... Uh, parentheses, almost said hypotheses, uh, parentheses, best that you can do, won the 1982 Oscar for best original song. Uh, the other nominees... 
Endless Love by Lionel Richie. The First Time It Happens from The Great Muppet Caper. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, For Your Eyes Only from For Your Eyes Only uh, from James James Bond. Bond. Uh, Music by Bill Conti, who wrote the music from Rocky on that one. Um, Is that the Gonna Fly Now? Yeah, uh who wrote Gonna Fly Now. Yep. And uh, One More Hour by Randy Newman from the movie Ragtime. So uh, a good good win for Christopher Cross and company. That's awesome. But uh, performed by Christopher Cross, who's probably you know, if you don't know this song, you know his song Sailing, I imagine. You want to play some um, Sailing? Just let's get a here. little bit maybe here. If you don't know this song, then you probably know this song. Sailing takes me away to where I will He's got a very saxophony voice. Yeah. Does that make sense? His mm-hmm. voice almost sounds like a saxophone. That's it's good. got that sort of timber to it. Um, yeah, he actually, I've seen him a few times and every time he does sailing as his either second or third song live, he plays his hit early in the set and he said he learned that from Frank Sinatra because people would show up late and he's like, People come in and be like, oh, I can't wait to hear sailing. They're like, sorry, you missed it, buddy. Wow. Like, next time, be on time. Next time, be on time. He called out this table that we, it was at a, we saw him at a, a venue called the City Winery, and it's like tables where you sit around and have dinner. And he's like, you guys get ready, because when that table comes in, I'm going to call them out, because they're coming in after song three, and they're going to miss sailing. And he That's did. That's amazing. He did. He's like, hey, you guys ready for sailing? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, sorry, buddy. Wow, uh, it, so. that's hilarious. Yeah. Kind of a jerk move, yeah. but that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, get to a concert on time. Yeah. Like, do what you got to do. You know, be there. Why would you? I don't understand. I, you know, unless there's some sort of emergency, I don't understand people who just walk in late to things. Go watch the openers. Some yeah. of my favorite experience has been seeing the openers and Absolutely. then going back to, you know, getting hooked on the opener. I saw yeah. last time I saw John Mayer, the band that opened was the night game. And now I'm hooked on the night game. Yeah. And I would have never looked up the night game. Had I not seen them open for John Mayer. Yeah, absolutely. I went to see, uh, we both went to see uh, Sting here in, in yeah. Nashville. Yeah. And, and that, the last Bandoleros uh, yeah. opened for them. Great band. I would have never heard of them. Yeah. Uh, I, who's the, do you have a, a most surprising favorite opening act that you've ever seen? Mm. Like, or would that be it that you just named? From That'd the be up there. Let me think on it for a second. Okay. I, I went to see a couple years ago, I went to see Snarky Puppy in okay. Atlanta, uh, which was it, in itself a, an incredible musical experience. But, who I left talking about and the, the people that I was with, we left talking about the opener whose name is Philip Lassiter and who, uh, used, who, who was a horn arranger. He was part of Prince's new power generation. Oh, really? He, he arranged the horns and all that stuff for them as like lead trumpet. Um, and, and also arranged is a, is a well-known horn arranger in gospel music. He arranged okay. for Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond and all these gospel cats. Uh, but, uh, sort of left gospel music and started just doing funk and soul and just slayed this room of like people who were there to see snarky puppy. So they're like music heads anyway. Sure. And from the opening note owned the room was for it, like 40 minutes. So what was his band set up? Just so I can visualize it was a him. full band. It was bass drums, him on keys, guitar, B3 and backup singers. So he's a horn arranger, but played key. Uh-huh, and okay. and then he'll take off on a trumpet solo, okay. like that kind of thing. Uh, and, and then of course he had a, a small trumpet, uh, a small horn section. The guys from snarky puppy, uh, you know, playing with him as well oh, on cool. trumpet. And if you've never checked a guy named Philip Lassiter, uh, and he's got a, he's got a, an album called filthy P H I L T H Y, which has now become his band name and just slayed yeah. the room and had the entire crowd from literally the first note for the next 40 minutes going bananas with just high energy funk. Yeah. So good. Philip I'll give Lassiter. you my opener, which is one that we went to see together. John McLaughlin opened for Billy yeah, Joel for Billy and Joel. I knew nothing about John McLaughlin. And he can play the piano. Yes, he can. And if you're going to open for Billy Joel, you yeah. know, you got to have chops. You got to bring it. You got, but man, I got hooked on John McLaughlin. Good call. For that opener. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Great one. Uh, so back to Arthur's theme, parentheses, best that you can do. I'm going to say the parentheses every time. Every time. I'm a big fan of parentheses in yeah. song titles. I do it. I have to stop myself from doing it more than I do, like in my own songs that I write. I always want to be putting parentheses around. Pride, parentheses, in the name of love. Yes, exactly. You know, I mean, who can't can't benefit from a little subtitle? It kind of gives you a little insight into the song before you ever listen to it. And you you can call the song something other than the hook if you do it that way. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
Okay, so um, this is funny. I, I pulled this from uh, the website songfacts.com. Uh, as we said, this won the 1982 Oscar for Best Song from a Film. It was a very successful theme song, capturing the charming side of Dudley Moore's character as he faces a drastic change to his lifestyle. Uh, in the film, Moore must consider giving up his fortune for his new love, played by Liza Minnelli. Remember when Liza Minnelli was a thing? She's um, like Arrested Development's the last thing I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot about her on that. Uh, the original script had him losing, spoiler alert, the original <laughs> script had him losing his money to be with the girl, but audiences in test screenings wanted an even happier ending, so the script was re- rewritten with Arthur keeping his fortune and the girl. So it's basically win. like he, he fell in love with this girl, and his family said, if you don't marry this girl that we've planned for you to marry, then you lose your stake in our family fortune. And he chose the girl, but at the end, he basically, they, he, he gets in good with one of the family members. They end up saying, ah, oh, here, you can have $700 million anyway, <laughs> right? So, uh, of course, this blew away the premise that Arthur must choose between money and love. But that's where this song came in handy. Speaking about the film uh, in the New York Times, Larry Bresner, who was one of the producers, said the idea was to give Arthur, the, this is a quote, give Arthur the money bring up the music loud and get the audience the heck out of the theater happy before they have time to think about yeah. it. So that's, that's kind of what awesome. they did. He was like, oh, it's like the Wayne's World mega happy ending. You yeah. know what I mean? Let's do the mega happy ending. That's basically what that's this awesome. was used for, was to give Arthur the mega happy ending. Um, who knows? Maybe if he hadn't got the money and the girl, he would have won that Oscar. And and we would be t- talking about this as an Oscar winner instead of on you Golden Pond. think if they Pond. would have done the multiple ending like Clue? Like <laughs> yes, that, exactly. Like, choose your own ending? Yeah. Oh, depending on what theater you went to, yeah. then Arthur either got the money or lived out his life poor but happy in love. Yep. Uh, or may- And then there's a third ending where he ends up poor and then the girl ends up hating his guts anyway and she leaves him and he's poor and alone. Dude, that's how they should have done it. They should have done, we're only going to play in two screens in the theater yeah. and you don't know which you ending know you're going to get. Mm. That is, by the way, one of my all-time favorite cinematic ideas that Clue, literally depending on which theater you went to, you saw a different ending to the movie. That's awesome. That's the most amazing thing. I know, I didn't get to experience it because I was too young when Clue came out, but it's one of my all-time favorite comedies. And so I always grew up watching all three endings. And so for the longest time, until really just a few years ago, I thought that's how everybody saw it. They, they saw it with, this is how it happened, this is how it could have happened, but here's how it really happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what happened was... You went to a theater and you would see, oh, Professor Plum did it. And then somebody else would say, no, 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 it was Miss Scarlet. I just saw it last night. Yeah, I just yeah. saw it. And they're like, no, dude, I promise, you know, no, they all did it. But it literally depended on which screen you saw it on. Genius idea. Shouts out to Clue. Shouts out to Tim Curry, Tim Curry. and Michael McKean. And we've talked about Clue Christopher before. Lloyd. Christopher yeah, we, Lloyd. We keep coming back oh, to Clue. Oh, man. Uh, uh, what's uh, Mrs. White? Her, uh, me and my wife do this all the time. She goes, flames, flames on on the side of my face, heaving breath, heaving breath, like just such a two special guests, Christopher Cross and Madeline Madeline Kahn in the house from the grave, from the great beyond. Madeline Kahn, thanks for being with us today. So yeah, Arthur's theme from the movie Arthur, and it helped Arthur to get the girl and the money. Uh, And it helped Christopher Cross get some money, too. Well, the only album that it's on is the Arthur soundtrack album. It's not on a Christopher Cross solo album. It's Well, it's if you have another page, which I have right here on vinyl. It's just a big old flamingo on the front. uh, Yeah, and we'll talk about the flamingos later. I got some flamingo talk. (laughs) But it's not on the vinyl. But if um, in the year of 1983, Warner Brothers, you brought... You bought the cassette or the CD. You did get this track. On really? There. Not on the vinyl. Not on the vinyl. Only on cassette or CD as a, quote, bonus track, oh. but not on the vinyl. Okay. So when they're trying to push that new technology, you get the bonus track. Like now you get the iTunes deluxe version yep. that's not available for streaming, but like here's a little reward for buying the album. We'll give you some extra tracks. And I didn't learn that till this week because I was like, I have every Christopher Cross album because I'm a Christopher Cross fan. And I was like, what? how do I not know what album that song's on? And I couldn't find it. And I was like, well, let's look it up. And, Interesting. And I discovered that. That's cool, though. I wonder if that was if yeah, as an incentive to try and push cassettes or CDs. So early 80s, CDs were just happening. Just coming out. Like, yeah. that's, it was like, this is the fresh new, you know, whatever. Now, it did, they did have, a, obviously, a single, um, you know, the single that you have, where it'll have an A-side and a B-side, which 
neat fact about this, this was the A side, and on the B side was Minstrel Gigolo. Great song. Eric Johnson plays guitar on it. Does huh. a guitar solo. It's really good. Mm, Obviously, it's tasty. Eric Johnson. So. Sure. Um, they also released Ride Like the Wind, and the B side was the same B side, Minstrel Gigolo, which I've never heard of really? any album ha- or any singles having the same B side. Yeah. That's nothing that I. They're like really trying to push Minstrel Gigolo. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it never took off. Like, guys, stop trying to catch, stop, stop trying to make this catch on. It's and, not happening. And he very, he doesn't play it live. The times I've seen him, he hasn't done Minstrel Gigolo every time. And I wonder. He's so if, disappointed that, yeah, it didn't, that it didn't, that it didn't, didn't catch on as a B side. That, that it didn't take off. Like one of those things where the B side becomes more popular than the original A side. Yeah. You know, he, that's what he was hoping for. But He's like, didn't just really had a soft spot for Minstrel Gigolo. Yeah. Um, it's just fun to say. I don't know the song at all, but it's kind of fun to say. Minstrel it's, it's, Gigolo. It's a neat one. And actually, the first time I saw him, I did get to meet him afterwards, and I asked him. I probably should have talked about how much I liked his music and everything, but I was like, how was it to play with Eric Johnson? And that was my question. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, that's the uh, That's the Jimmy Vaughn effect. Like yeah. he got, he got Jimmy Vaughn. So Jimmy Vaughn is the, is the brother of world renowned, famous legend, blues guitar player, Stevie Ray Vaughn. And Jimmy Vaughn has had a fine career in his own right. He was sure. a member of the fabulous Thunderbirds. Uh, the, no, the Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds Sorry, the fabulous Thunderbirds is a wrestling tag team. The Thunderbirds who did, ain't that tough enough. And, is the fabulous Thunderbirds. Is it the fabulous? Yeah, fabulous okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. Uh, um, and so, uh, they, you know, he's had a fine career and he's been doing his thing. But he was Stevie Ray Vaughan's brother. Have you heard the album of the brothers together? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, you go up to talk to Jimmy Vaughn. You're not like, man, how did you get that tone on Tough Enough? You're like, dude, I love your, your brother, brother so awesome. much. He's so amazing. <laughs> like, his whole life, he's just heard, oh, yeah. Stevie's amazing, and we miss him so much. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, you, you Jimmy, Jimmy Vaughn, Christopher Cross. Christopher Cross. Well, that's cool. That's awesome. Um yeah, so I would consider, and Christopher Cross is mainly known as. Have you have you heard him called Yacht Rock? Yacht Rock. He's Yacht like Rock. the daddy of Yacht daddy Rock. Daddy Yacht Rock. Yeah. Uh, some other. So Yacht Rock is the basically the definition of Yacht Rock is music that rich people listen to on their boats in the eighties. Yeah. Right. That's the best definition I've heard, uh, and and it's become sort of equated with kind of a certain sound a certain feel you could, it's one of those things you just kind of know it when you hear it right that like yacht rock uh, but i looked up a list of like just yacht rock songs and there's yeah, a lot of there's a lot of toto on there uh-huh. uh africa um baby come back player right yeah i'm a player i'd like to do i like that song uh you know band on the run paul uh, mccartney wings it's it's at least Maybe. according to this you know um summer breeze Oh, definitely. Yeah, like a, yes. That's Summer, a sailing song. Absolutely. Um, the Pina Colada song. If you like Pina Coladas. You know what I mean? You just have to wear really short, uh, really short white shorts and like kind of a... a Pep in your step. A, a, yeah. A pink, uh-huh. a, a pink like button up short sleeve that you don't button the top three buttons of. You know what I'm saying? It's the thing where a I wish thin I could, gold chain. Oh man, I wish I could demonstrate this on the air where you're walking forward and then you take a couple steps back and point <laughs> yeah. and then you keep walking forward. <laughs> I'd really love yeah. to see you tonight, England Dan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh I see uh on this list, uh let's see, uh Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty. Uh, we keep coming back to Baker Street. Can't, I can't escape you, can't you Jerry it. Rafferty. Reminiscing Little River Band. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers. Okay. Uh, Good stuff. Yacht yeah. rock, everybody. Yeah, yacht rock. So that's kind of that vibe. If you I guarantee if you go on Spotify and look up yacht rock, you're gonna get a playlist that you're gonna love. Yeah. Like it's good stuff. Uh it's just it, it just has a it has a connotation of like, you know, preppy like you know what it's I mean? It's really kinda, white man music. I mean it's, it's an old white it's man. It's old music. rich white person yeah. boat music. You know, I was mean? telling so. a bunch of my friends that I was going to see Christopher Cross, and I was like, you know, like Yacht Rock, and nobody knew what in the world I was talking about. Really? But yeah, I, was, I thought that's I was, become a pretty. I thought so too, uh, but yeah, pretty popular, guess, pretty popular term. So yeah, music to be rich by is what it is. Guess, like, yeah. You know? yeah <laughs> if you can afford a yacht, then you like this music. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, this uh, this song was uh, produced by a guy named Michael Omardian, oh, yeah. uh, who you may know. Do you have any info on him? We talked about him. If you want to learn if, about Omardian, go listen to our Toto podcast yep. on Africa. And actually, in the Meet the Band section, we'll reference a lot of that. Okay. So. Well, why don't we go ahead and do that? Okay, let's, let's go, go there. Hey, band. let's meet the band. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. 
quick meet the band section because a lot of this band we've talked about on the Toto podcast. So if you want to go back and listen to Africa, it's one of our favorites. Talks a lot about the band, but I'll just try to get some different facts and hit some high points. On bass, David Hungate played with Toto. Um, Actually, David Hungate lived in Hendersonville, which is where we are. And he had a David Hungate Incorporated thing where he does parties. And I looked up trying to get a hold of him to see if really? we could get in touch. And I did some legwork, and I could not find him. Oh. So, But he's around here somewhere. We're recording in Hendersonville, Tennessee. What if he's your neighbor? He could he be. He could be around the street, and I just I just don't know it. On drums, Jeff Picaro from Toto. Um, he actually, I got a great quote from Jeff Picaro. I was just trying to find something different that I hadn't talked about. His quote was, become best friends with the engineer and don't care what others think. I thought that mm, was pretty good. That is good. Because he'll, he'll take care of you. On That's that. true. That's great. Um, on guitar, Christopher Cross and Steve Lukather from Toto. So go wow. look Yeah, Killer crew on this. And the other guitar player, a guy named Marty Walsh, played with John Denver and Kenny Loggins. Okay. Um, keyboards, synths, and the arranged strings was done by Michael O'Mardian. Which we can talk about on the Toto. Again, I keep referencing everything yeah. back to that. I'm going to get something different. Just hang with me. Percussion, Paulino da Costa, which Rob really likes. The There's some good part. solid bongos in this. Yeah. 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 Check out the Toto podcast. Also on there. <laughs> okay. One thing I the saxophone player on this guy named Ernest J. Watts. Okay. Most notable saxophone riff played The One You Love by Glenn Fry. Oh, oh man. man. Okay. Little backstory here for you. So, yeah. Okay. So a little backstory on that song. I, I had this riff, this saxophone riff, in my brain, stuck in my brain. You want to play it for me? And yeah, hang on. This is a little bit of of that song. want to talk about some yacht rock that's yacht rocking i mean that is yacht rocking in the free world that's uh so yeah i had that riff stuck in my head and i could not place the song i just didn't know it and i i, I knew the i could hear it plain as day and i was like man it's a saxophone i know it's a saxophone what is it so of course i went to the internet but you can't just that's not a thing you can google right you can't sing into google and go hey google what's the song that goes like, you know what I mean? Google's no help to you then. So I had to reach out to my friends by video. I had to put like a video out on Facebook, Instagram, and be like, okay, I need some help. What's the song that goes, and so people start talking, you know, I think it's whatever, and it's whatever, and a lot of people trying to be, you know, real helpful given stuff that they thought maybe it was, but it just wasn't. So finally, but I had somebody, and I'm talking about, I'm not talking about a short while that that was stuck in my head. I mean, a long time I had that riff. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is this riff? And I'll tell you the one mistake he made. He didn't call his co-host on the <sighs> podcast. Idiot. And I'm still bitter about that. Idiot. Because we had talked about Glenn Fry in previous weeks on yep. the podcast. And this is, I'm a big Glenn Fry fan. And this is one that I could have helped him it with. would have knocked it out of the park. I'd have been like, oh, Rob, no, come on. That's, that's uh, what we I think it was a Sunday night. I <laughs> thought maybe you were at church. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm just reaching out to everybody. I don't have Facebook. So yes. I, my wife does. And she's like, hey, check out this song that Rob post and needs help with it's like oh come on babe that's glenn fry uh, <laughs> but anyway idiot we digress should have known moving on let's get on some christopher cross facts okay that was meet the band meet oh, the wait, band wait wait did you wait. have something else you were gonna no say? no no okay i didn't mean to jump you all right random christopher cross facts okay we'll segue off of meet the band that was meet the band he's part of the band he's part of the band uh, he's the lead vocalist as and a guitar fact. player on this yeah. he wrote ride like the wind on acid <laughs> 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 him and michael mcdonald well okay good job yeah good job for that <laughs> um, him and Carl Wilson of the Beach Boys sang background vocals on David Lee Roth's California Girls. Really? Yes. Interesting. I wonder if they also sang on Just a Gigolo. I don't know. Another Gigolo That's song. That's what I'm wondering. It makes me like, maybe yeah. he just likes songs about Gigolos. They, yeah. uh, they said that, um, he's like on California Girls, that, you know, they really wanted Carl and Brian Wilson. Yeah. And that, that every time that he would, they'd see him in the studio, they'd be like, oh, hey, hey, where's Carl and Brian? And he was like the other guy. And wow. They, he's buddies with Carl Wilson. And they ask him first. And they're like, oh, you think you could get Carl Wilson to come on too? Interesting. So they kind of used, oh, man, they Jimmy Vaughn him they too. Ju- <laughs> oh, Christopher Cross keeps getting Jimmy Vaughn. Poor guy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 
Yeah. Overshadowed. Yeah. 1970, he subbed in for Richie Blackmore in a gig with Deep Purple. No kidding. Yeah. Rather than cancel his shows, uh, they were like, this will be Deep Purple featuring Chris Geppert on guitar. Wow. Tonight. Yep. And the band that opened for him was a band called Mariani, which was with Eric Johnson. So, so that's how that's, they made that connection. They were. He opened. Interesting. Eric Johnson's band opened for Deep Purple. Wow. And they became buddies. What a big night, right? Yeah. 1970. No kidding. It's a big night for Christopher and, Cross and Eric Johnson. Interesting. Interesting fact. You'll have to Google this because it's visual. But uh, Christopher Cross uh, <laughs> later became both members of Tenacious D. <laughs> that's uh, funny if you I'm just Google up. Christopher Cross Tenacious D, you'll see a picture of young Christopher Cross and current Christopher Cross. Young Christopher Cross is indistinguishable from Jack Black, like literally indistinguishable from Jack Black. And now he looks like Kyle Gass, both members of Tenacious D, uh, Christopher Cross has looked like in one lifetime. So that's pretty impressive. You got any more Christopher Cross facts? Uh, that's, uh, no, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> okay, all right. Not much. So he's kind of like friends with a lot of people that you know. And, you know, all right. And writes some good songs. Yeah. That's kind of what he is. Yacht Rock. Um, this uh, song, um, and now I've got the one you love stuck in my head. I almost, said, I almost said the one you love. This song, Arthur's Theme, parentheses, best that you can do, is number 79 in AFI's list of 100 greatest songs in American cinema. Wow, that's pretty high yeah that's all that's a great accomplishment like there's a lot of movies and there's a lot of songs in those movies you know what i'm saying so to be in that top 100 that's solid uh i mean i mean it did win the oscar for best you know best original song in 82 so uh it is sandwiched between number 80 i'm easy from nashville and number 78 nine to five by dolly Dolly parton Parton. from nine to five what a way to make a little Uh, what a way man um um the top 10 in that category, okay, by the way, the top, the 10 greatest songs in American cinema, according to AFI. Number 10, The Sound of Music from The Sound of Music, 1965. Number nine, Staying Alive from Saturday Night Fever, 1977. Number eight, The Way We Were uh, from The Way We Were, 1973. I believe that's Barbara Streisand, right? Watercolored Memories. Uh, number seven, Take a Guess, Classic Animation. Um, is it a Disney 1940. Movie? Yeah. When You Wish Upon a Star? It is, yes. Oh, man. Good call. Number seven, When You Wish Upon a Star Good from job, Pinocchio. Jimmy Cricket. Yeah. Uh, number six, Mrs. Robinson from The Graduate. Oh, yeah. 1967. Uh, number five, Christmas movie. Uh, White Christmas? White Christmas. From, of course, the movie Not White Christmas, Holiday Inn. Which really? was yes, White oh, Christmas yeah. became a movie later, but the originally White Christmas, the song was Did ben featured Crosby in. Sing it, yes, this is Ben Crosby's version. And White Christmas, you could do, and maybe we should do an episode sometime maybe. on White Christmas because Danny Kay. it was the first breakout Christmas hit that was a secular song, like. Everything, oh, it wasn't about Jesus. Right. Okay. It was a just, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. And it was, you know, it was a uh, a World War II thing, had a connection there, and it just really connected with people and became the first example of a secular Christmas song that became a hit and became lucrative. Like that song, that is the, uh, the like, number one Christmas song of all time. And it is one of the high, it might be still to this day, the highest selling single of all time. Is White, White Christmas. Christmas? Yeah, I think so. Well, I guess every year it's going to get... Exactly. Yeah, it's every year. Stuff. It's, you know, and so people have been buying that song since 1942. So amazing story. And just makes you think, like my high school band director used to say, if you want to be set for the rest of your life, write a right great Christmas. Christmas song. And it's so true because it gets, you know... For him, strange way to save the world. There you go. They're living off it. Boom. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's number five. Okay, so then the top four, Moon River from Breakfast at Tiffany's, 1961. Singing in the Rain from Singing in the Rain, 1952. Uh, and then number two, As Time Goes By from Casablanca, also 1942. I don't even know that song. Yeah, I don't. I watch Casablanca. Listen, if you're listening out there, uh, some folks are going to kill me for this. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like Casablanca. Whatever. Sue me. Okay, I didn't like it. Maybe the greatest movie ever. I didn't care. It was boring is what it was. White House. Casablanca was boring. <laughs> uh, okay, number one song. You got this one. Number one Number one song in American cinema of all time. I, give me a... It's, it's going to be obvious. Like, you think movie songs 
old. 1939. Should know it. Liza Minnelli connection here. Liza Minnelli connection. Liza Minnelli's mother. Judy Garland. Oh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Somewhere yeah, Wizard of Oz. Over the Rainbow Good from call. The Wizard of Oz, the number one song in American cinema, according to AFI. Um, What's your favorite? Nah, we can't pick a favorite. You got a, fa- a, favorite a favorite movie let's, song? Let's go. A favorite obscure movie song. Ooh. Uh, my brain immediately went to some of the Prince songs from Batman. Okay. Uh, Party Man or... Um, yeah, maybe Party Man. That's a good one. Obscure ones. I would probably go. Trust. I would go something from the movie Over the Top because Van Halen did the soundtrack. <laughs> Great yes. arm wrestling movie. Oh man, so good. Um, there's a Kenny Loggins song called Meet Me Halfway on there that's really good. Um, but maybe You're the Best from Karate Kid. You're the best. Oh, oh that's so cool that you went the left part. That's true. Yeah, I went low. Yeah. yeah. Funny. You know, that was originally written for Rocky, and Sylvester Stallone hated it and said, nah. I'm no good. kidding. Nope. He's like, and he, he he didn't want it. So wow. Daniel's son ended up with it. Good old Ralph Macchio. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Gonna be bad. I'm going to go watch Karate Kid after we're done here. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to break stuff. All right. Let's talk a little bit about. Let's talk a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm still getting used to season two here. Uh, so I got this new mouth and it's not, I don't have it all the way broken. In I did yet. get a new microphone. You which did. Is ironically, the exact same microphone that we had before. Yeah. And I said, man, if you're going to buy one, buy the same. Yeah. It <laughs> made no logical sense other than now Rob doesn't have to take the one that he originally had out exactly. of his box. Yeah. Now it's yours. Now and I you take have it out of my your box. Your own box with your own mic. And that's right. I can practice at home <laughs> in front of the mirror, see what I look like. Uh, okay. MXL 990. So, shouts out to MXL. I'm rocking the Shore SM7B. We re- we will uh, not turn down sponsorships from either Absolutely of you guys. Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, so, let's talk a little bit about some of the music theory in this song uh, and, and break down a little bit because this song has just an absolutely gorgeous melody uh, and a fantastic chord progression. Great chords. That is unusual but feels natural. Like, not... not- challenging chords per se no. but to put them together right is magnificent yes the chord voicings are basically just major minor that's it there's mm-hmm. a little bit of a major seven in the chorus but that's it it's not like you're getting into weird you know 13 sharp five chords that make it beautiful it's the actual chord progression itself that is just gorgeous and is just a little bit outside the box um but uh oh man does it make for does it make for a beautiful melody so let's let's listen real quick again to the verse and just kind of get this melody in our brains and then we're going to break it down a little bit once in your life you find her someone who turns your heart around and next thing you know you're closing down the town Okay, so just in the verse, first of all, this song is just like a warm blanket. I mean, I know we already talked about it, but man alive, every time I hear it, just all the I feel immediately like I'm in the back seat of my parents' 82 Ford Tempo, and it's warm. Like, that's just the immediate feeling that I get. Um, Comfort and warmth and riding in a car. I don't know why. Uh, Maybe because we couldn't afford a boat. (laughs) We could afford a Ford Tempo. Uh, tempo rock <laughs> yes tempo rock tempest fugit uh so let's start in the chord progression basically what we've got here is a verse that is in the key of c and of course it's in the key of a major uh so it how they get there is really interesting uh but so we've got a verse that's in the key of c immediately you get into this two minor chord once in your life you then you get to the five find her g, g. then c Da, 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 to an F, da, 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 which is the four. Yeah, which is the four, and then that four b- gives way to a B flat chord, which is a flat seven chord, or it's in the, the four key of, of the one before it. Like correct, F, it's the four. Of- yes, exactly. Or down, down by a fifth. You can think of it either way. So two, five, one, four. Flat seven, da 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 da, bum bum, which is an E seven chord from a B flat. So you're actually moving a tritone from B flat to E major, but that takes you to an A. a that, that E seven chord telegraphs the A major chord that's coming. Um, 
And then the A major chord is the five of the D minor chord that you're going back to to start the verse again. So you've got uh, two, five, one, four, flat seven, E. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a three Forget major. Number. Yeah. E, e. Yeah. E. And then, uh, and then a. to the A, which then sets you up to go back to the, the D, minor. D minor chord and do it all again. Two. Okay. So two minor, five, C, F, B, B flat, e. e, then a. a. Okay. And then now, now you set up though in the chorus. That's the one of the chorus. of the new chorus. You're, so you're now you're in A major, uh, and and you're going to the four the, chord, which is a D major. So when it's going idiot caught between the moon and New York City, that's just a four one in the key of A, um, and then it goes so D A, then it, then another two. Um, B minor. I know it's crazy. I want it to go to a five, but it doesn't. It sits on that B minor, but it's true. Bum, 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 bum. Then uh, a four again. When you get caught between D. the moon and New York, three minor, six major. So C sharp, sharp minor uh, to an F sharp F major. Sharp major. Yeah. Uh, between the moon and New York, three, six major. Then uh, B minor. Then resolves to the A again. The best that you can do, best that you can do is fall the, in I love. I think it's best that you can E. I want five. it to be, it's but not, it's not there. The no, it never does. It oh, never man. goes to that five there. Um, so, um, and then it turns back around. That A sets you back up to fall in love. Bye, bye, bye. Then back to the D minor. So you're straight back there. It's such a cool progression. And it's weirdly circular because it's literally changing keys in the middle of it. But it, but the the ending of every line sets up the next line. You just have to kind of hear it coming. Uh, which leads me back to a discussion that we've kind of had before. But this is a prime example of it uh, for guitar players or lead in, players of in any this sort. case, saxophone players. Yes, in this case, Ernest J. Watts. That's right. Thanks, Ernest J. Watts. Um, a prime example of just because you know what key a song is in doesn't mean that you can just solo in that major or minor scale. This is an example of you have to you have to be able to kind of see the changes coming and know solo um, over the chords. Yes. Solo over the chords, not just in the key. Mm -hmm. Right. So there are parts in this where, okay, you say the verse is in the key of C, but if you just solo in the key of C, um, then when you get to that B flat chord and especially that E seven and, and a major chords, you're going to be hitting some weird notes. You uh, can start in C and be fine. Cause it starts yeah, on the, an the, F note, which uh -huh. will be like, bah, nah, and so that'll yeah. be like you'll be you'll be fine there because it's over a D minor chord right. and in C which that F. So you've got the yeah two five one four in C you're fine, but then you're going to a flat seven three major six major. If you're soloing in C major over that flat seven, Ugh. even you're gross because yeah. you're going to play that B note right, and that's going to just mess up your exactly. Life. And then if if you played a a G over that E major chord. You'd oh be, yeah, uh, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying, like yeah. that kind of thing, and then uh, and even a a G or a C over, over the a, a major chord. Ugh. Forget it, because yeah. you need a C sharp and a, and a G sharp in there. Mm -hmm. um, so and same thing on the chorus. If um, you 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 wouldn't want to be soloing in A major over an F sharp major chord. You would have some you'd have some funny notes in there. Um, so, so if he calls you up to say, let's say you're at a Christopher Cross show and he's like, yeah. you want to play a solo on this? Come on That's up right. and play a he's solo. He's like, congrats on getting here on time. That's uh, yeah. You want to come play? Table three, you've earned the right to play a solo. Come yeah. up and you're like, okay, cool. What keys this song in? Yeah. Just, no. Just, just no. no. You've got to hear the changes yeah. coming. You can't just assume that you're okay to play in C just because the sheet music says, okay, we're in C, guys. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to you know, follow the chords and kind of hear them coming. And you can use those, you know, you can hear the sets of progressions coming like instead of just going okay this is a d minor chord so i'm gonna play notes that fit over a d minor chord think about where you're headed think about i'm headed to a two five one, one. what can i play that makes that interesting mm -hmm. not just here's this chord and then next okay i've got a g minor chord so you're going bump 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 
but 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 you know what I mean? So play something that leads you from one chord into the next. If you can have a little bit of court vision, so to speak. Oh, that's good. Uh, I like then that. You can, then you can see these chords coming. Be John Stockton on the guitar. Be John Stockton. That's right. Be John Stockton. Um, and uh, so, yeah, just, just try and learn, you know, you don't have to see the next six chords coming necessarily, but when you're starting out, try to see the next chord coming so that it, so that know where each, the break's going to be when the line break is going to be. Yeah, sure. Right. Uh, but, but, but also learn to carry yourself over that into the next chord. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, now it's funny cause one of my all time favorite guitar players is Eddie Van Halen. And he almost always, if you go back and listen to a Van Halen solo, he almost always plays in two bar phrases and nothing more. Each of his solos, I'm, I'm talking, yeah. <laughs> like almost all of his solos come in two bar phrases, and then he pauses and plays a next a, another phrase over the next two bars. He, he almost them. never extends hmm. past a, a past a two bar phrase. It's very you know. Now there's sometimes where like like hot for teacher, you know what I mean? Where he's just going, sure. you know what I mean? But all all his all of his more singable solos mm-hmm. are two bars at a time. Break. Yeah, that's um, cool. But even then, he's following the the chords, not just playing, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Um, so, look, just you know, make yourself a better musician. Try and see Neat the chords coming section there. a little that's bit. Good. Yeah, like yeah, it. yeah. Uh, you got notable covers. I got a couple. Uh, Fitz and the Tantrums did one for the remake of the movie Arthur with yes. Russell Brand. Yeah, Russell and Brand. I hate it. I hate the cover. It's completely oh different. Oh my gosh, it's so different. That's yeah. right. That's what. I, Way different. You want to play a little second of yeah, it? Yeah. Or would just you just a, just prefer a very not little to? bit? Okay. Just enough so you can see what we talk. We're talking here's about. here's the cover by Fitz and the Tantrums. Once in your life, you find a someone who turns your heart around and. And that's fits in the tantrums, everybody. Like we were saying, like if if that had just been a standalone song by itself, the groove is cool, the sound is cool, I dig the vibe. But then they started singing Arthur's theme. I was like, no, that doesn't belong there. That song had been called like I don't know, walking down the street or something with Fitz. Yeah, that would have been. It sounds like it belongs on like one of the Ocean's Eleven soundtracks. Yeah, you know what I mean. That kind of groove. Yeah. Um, but. uh, it definitely but not does, as Arthur's. That's theme. not the Arthur's theme I know and love. No, sir. I uh, do not. I didn't feel the backseat of my parents' Ford Tempo when I heard that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just not the same. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's like not, not as warm. Sister. Yeah. Mm-mm. Just no um, good. Barry Manilow does a version. That's not bad. And a pretty faithful cover. I, I, I like it's it. Yeah. Kind of what you would expect. I, not as much punch as the Christopher Cross. I agree. It's still, it's not a as much chill. feeling. Not as much. Not as much. Not as much guts. Apparently, Billy Joel did one, but I can't find it. I saw that on Wikipedia. I looked everywhere. But that struck me as one of those things that I think somebody put on there. The 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 language was all bad on it. Like it, I felt it was poorly written, and I felt like maybe somebody it. had heard a cover by somebody and thought it was Billy Joel, and then decided to put like, it on oh Wikipedia. Oh no, that's Barry Manilow. Yes, I, honestly, yeah, I think somebody kidding. maybe mistook Barry Manilow. But you know what? If anybody's got access to this, anybody knows it was a weirdly it's a re- weirdly written section on the Wikipedia uh, of this song. That is talking about Billy Joel doing it for a foreign movie. I've looked all over and, and can't find it. Yeah, so if I, you have it, send us a copy. Yeah, um, personally, I'm not buying it. The most, uh, the most true to the original cover I found though was actually from Glee. Glee's got one that's yeah. pretty true to the original. I heard a little bit of it. I try not to listen to more than like ten seconds of a song from Glee, just on principle. <laughs> sure, I'd rather listen to the original. But uh, yeah, uh, you got any other uh, other? Song facts, Christopher Cross facts. A little bit about the album that okay. it was on. Um, another, it's off the album, another page, well, on the cassette and CD. But the other two hits off the album is Think of Laura, which me and him talked about a little bit of backstory off air, and All Right. All Right features Michael McDonald and Steve Lukather, which play a, just a little bit of the chorus. It's called All Right by Christopher Cross because I want to tell a little quick story with it. Because it's all right. So you've heard it. Yes. So I, I play guitar for a Spanish church, and more people in the Hispanic community than you think of have actually heard Christopher Cross. And I know that because I was talking a little bit with about him, and they're like, oh, you know, I was like, you know, oh, right. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're like, oh, 
all right, Pinguino Rodriguez. And I'm like, no, it's not all right, Pinguino Rodriguez. It's I think we're going to make it. So those of you Latin Americans out there that are listening along with us, it's I think we're going to make it. Featuring Michael McDonald and Steve Lukather. So oh, that feels like a Michael McDonald. Like you can kind of feel Michael McDonald. Oh in yeah, there too. he's sitting in the back. He's his head swaying. And yeah. He's sweaty. Be All right. All right. Hey, Michael McDonald, stop hey. by! Goodness gracious, we're getting flooded with musical guests today. Congratulations on season two, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. Did you run here? Are you tired? I'm a little tired. You've been, you've been running around. <laughs> Thanks for making I'll just, it. I'll just, I'll just, I just, I don't know. I almost went into, I don't even know what. Have you ever seen the clip on Family Guy? This is one of my favorite all-time Family Guy gags. I haven't seen, I haven't watched a ton of Family Guy, but uh, there's a clip on there of uh, Michael McDonald sneezing. No. There's a, they're like, you know, Family Guy always does cut scene sure. jokes, right? So yeah. they just cut to Michael McDonald sneezing. He's sitting in a chair and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> He goes, he goes, ha <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, man, that's all. Awesome. Well, thanks for talking about Michael. Thanks, thanks, Michael. And I think that about wraps it up for this edition of the Great Song Podcast. Wait, wait, wait. I got Unless one more got flamingo something. fact. Oh, please. Okay, Absolutely. So we can, we can, end with, oh, first of all, uh, before I jump to that, Dudley Moore is apparently a classically trained piano player. Did you I, know that? I knew that he played. I didn't know he was classically yeah, trained, so but I knew that he had played and apparently sure. played this song with Christopher Cross live a time, a or, time two. or two yeah, yeah, over the years. Cool. So, um, Flamingos. On the cover of all the Christopher Cross albums, that just kind of became his thing. He put this random one on his first album, and everybody was just like, what's up with the Flamingos? So that just kind of became his, his deal. Um, adult Flamingos are four to five feet tall, <laughs> but only weigh four to eight pounds. Wow. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty, but they got the little tiny, thin tiny legs, legs tiny lots neck. of feathers. Yeah. There's not much under there. Yeah. And flamingos aren't extinct, but in my opinion, plastic lawn flamingos are becoming extinct. Mm, you used to see those. It's true. That was yeah. about 2009. It <laughs> kind of stopped. Uh, well, you know, there was the, the the plastic meteor that hit the earth and caused the plastic ice age uh, and killed off all the plastic All the plastic flamingos. flamingos. Yeah. So anyway. Wow. On that note, let's on send them out with something. <laughs> you pick it. All right, guys. We'll see you next week on the Great Song Podcast. Listen, get out there and share the good news. Let somebody know you're listening. Let somebody know you enjoy it. Get on iTunes Podcast. Subscribe. Uh, leave, a, leave some comments and some five-star reviews. It helps us get seen by more people. But wherever you're listening... Thanks so much for joining us on this week's uh, episode and season two of the Great Song Podcast. Until next time, I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music.